0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fan's next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in.
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week and today, I keep saying week, we're in the 12 Days of Peer Pleasure here. Today, we have Matt Heafy from Trivium. Now, Matt was generous enough to broadcast this when we did it live on Twitch to broadcast it on his Twitch channel, which he has one of the biggest music Twitch channels there is in the world. I was so stoked about that. Uh, but he and Porter from Atreyu, all these Twitch folks have been so kind as to to acclimate us to Twitch, bring us on board, uh, rate our channel, all that stuff. It's been crazy because I did not know Matt before this at all. Um, and we've kept in touch since, uh, like I do with a lot of my guests, Uh, But Matt has been so warm and helpful. Um, It's just been a really, really cool experience. So thank you to Matt. If you're listening, I'm probably not listening to this to listen to yourself. But if you are for some reason, thank you, my friend. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm stoked for you guys to hear this one. This was a great chat. Uh, Matt is a very interesting guy, very um, detailed, very uh, thoughtful. I think at one point I mentioned in there that he's the one person I would want to follow into the jungle because I know he'd be prepared, because he's always prepared for anything. That's something you guys are going to find out here in a bit, uh, just how prepared he is. And and you'll hear it in his voice. You'll hear it in in his words. Um, He's just an excellent, excellent human being. So uh, thank you so much to Matt for coming on. Let's get some business out of the way, and we'll jump in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me uh, with guest ideas, questions, comments, anything like that. I want you guys to join the Facebook group. It's Peer Pleasure uh, Podcast Inner Circle on Facebook. Uh, join the Twitch and twitch.tv slash Peer Pleasure Podcast and also the premium service, peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. You can sign up to support the show that way, and you get the videos, the ad free feed, and the episodes of the past cast as well. Um, man, this 12 days of peer pleasure has been going great. We are nearing Christmas 2021. Uh, it has just been a wild ride. This whole year has been crazy, but, uh, this 12 days of peer pleasure tradition, second year in a row, that's 24 episodes total. If you think about it over the two 12 days of Chris, or peer pleasure rather. Um, and that is a lot of fucking content. So hopefully you guys are able to digest it all. Uh, I may take the last week of the year off just so you guys can catch up because I am dropping, uh, I don't know, 20 hours of content on you in 12 days. So uh, hopefully you guys can do that. Let me know. Let me know if it's too much. Let me know if it's not enough. Um, just uh, communicate. I, I really enjoy hearing from you guys and what you guys think. I know a lot of you guys are stoked on the pure pleasure 12 day thing. So anyways, I'm going to stop rambling here. Let's get into why you're here. Matt Heafy from Trivium. to the podcast my friend thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it dude you sound you sound fantastic i think you sound better <laughs> than any guest i've ever had on this damn show. thank you so much uh yeah I'm just my voice is nice
2: and warm and i've got a good good setup so i appreciate that man thank yeah,
1: you i figured you would i figured you would <laughs> and uh thank you. it's just been all kinds of situations on this show and what uh what works and what doesn't what gear is good what gear's not uh but I had a feeling it was going to sound fantastic. Awesome, really I tr- tr-
2: truly appreciate that, man. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll call into things on my
2: phone, and I'm sure it's terrible. But today, <laughs> I knew this was uh, this is a good spot to be. So I appreciate being here, and I, I
1: knew about the podcast. So thank you very much for having me, man. Oh, awesome. I, I I'm I'm glad to hear that. I I love to hear when people have either heard or heard of the podcast before they come on because they get an idea of what it's about and and uh, and what it is. Because it's something I've been working on for five years now, and and built into something that I think is. Valuable for people to to hear and 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 be a part of. So that's um, awesome, man. That's awesome. That's good good to hear. And I see you're with Sound
2: Talent Media. Actually, um, I've been talking to them as well and considering going over there. So if you're happy there, that's good to know as well.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Do you? So you guys are booked by by Sound Talent. Uh, is Dave is Dave Shapiro your agent? Uh, no, it's Tim Borer. Tim Borer. Oh, dude.
2: Yeah. The best. and I love Tim so much. I (laughs) love that guy. He is the greatest. He's he's been booking us since like oh four. Yes, yeah, it's our first U.S. tour ever,
1: dude, he is he is absolutely the greatest. I, I love Tim Bohr and um, uh, so that's what I, initially I was going to reach out through Sound Talent to you because you've awesome. been requested so many times on this show. Um, yeah, thanks, man. And I was like, dude, we got to do this thing. And then uh, uh, uh Tim at uh, uh, your publicist hit me up about it, and I was like, dude, mm-hmm. perfect timing. Let's do this thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's um, great
2: to see you on there. I know Finn's super happy there, and I've got a couple of the friends who are there as well. So I've been, because I've been doing good luck, have fun, GLHF. Uh, with with Matt Hafey for a little while and I'm like man these things just they're just like floating as twitch vods I feel like they should actually be somewhere and sound talent seems to be pretty awesome so it's good good to know
1: absolutely I would definitely recommend it and and uh Dave Shapiro and I have been buddies for 20 some years and
2: and I know Dave as well Dave's awesome excellent yeah when he
1: started it I was like hands down let's do this (laughs) Like whatever you want to do man we'll (laughs) do this so good to know Uh, good to know well dude you just got off you just got off uh I usually don't don't talk much about the touring and stuff like the tour like the tour but you guys just did a massive tour, right? As COVID's, we're snapping out of COVID, and I'm curious didn't how miss, you guys handled we,
2: it? it. It's amazing. We didn't miss one show. Like you keep seeing these everything from small clubs to giant arenas and everything between. Today we had to pull out. We have to pull out for a couple of days. Pull out for a couple of weeks. We're all like. Let's do our due diligence. Everyone in our our band and crew, all vaccinated. A lot of us have had breakthrough. I had breakthrough COVID. My wife had it. Oh, she shit. had a coworker that got it to her, got it to our kids, and it went to me. So I was like, my, immune, my immunity is amazing. I'm ready to go on tour, but I knew the rest of us. We had, let's see, our, our sound guy had COVID before the vaccines, then he got the vaccine. Our security guard had COVID before the vaccines, got the vaccine. I had the vaccine, then got COVID. Um, we did we may as well get this part out of the way quickly. We did have one of our crew members who day three was looking a little rough, started coughing. We're like, you know what, dude, to play it safe, we're gonna book you a hotel. We booked him a hotel, put him there, tested all of ourselves, drove to the next show, woke up, tested ourselves again. Said, all right, here's what happened. This guy's isolated. He just took a test. He's positive. We're all negative. Let us play the show. And we basically had to double mask at that point, stay a little bit further away, just play the show, get in and out, eat our food in the bus, eat our food in the dressing rooms didn't spread at all shows kept happening we didn't have a monitor guy or a tour manager for two weeks of the tour but we still made it happen and we (laughs) kept it quiet because we're like hey man we we isolated it it's not floating in our bus no one's got it let's Mm -hmm. keep doing these shows let's let's not let's not scare off people from coming out here because it's safe right now um five to ten thousand people a night was the for metal that's insane that is insane for metal for metal that's like none of us are like successful radio bands or anything so Mm -hmm. four heavy ass bands Five to ten thousand people a night, not one show missed, and it was it was beautiful. But it was a lot of precautions. Like um, I wore a mask everywhere except for stage, bus, dressing room. Um, I love food. I love eating at local restaurants. Mm-hmm. Every single time we ate somewhere, it was outdoors. So I had to find places that not only were great and local, but that also had outdoor seating. So that was kind of tough in places like Odessa, Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, but managed <laughs> to pull it off. <laughs>
1: i have family in odessa i know all about it man it's it's nuts down there it's like nothing ever happened down there yes yes (laughs) dude uh so i I was supposed to do a part two with randy uh at at the portland show but my son is super high risk he's got heart conditions stuff like that i was just like dude i can't risk this thing like i wanted to see that show so bad uh because the lineup was insane and it was like it was right down the street from the house at the motor center like ready to go And I just could day of, I was just like, man, I can't, I can't risk it. Like we're all vaccinated. Uh, I've actually had people unsubscribe from the podcast and like comment on it. Like one star reviews because I've talked about vaccinations uh, (laughs) for like two seconds. Enough of this bullshit. Like I'm done with this. Like, all right, see ya. Uh, For me,
2: I'm I'm like, when we're born, when we have new children, because I've got three or two uh, twin three-year-olds. Amount of vaccinations they have to have at that point that we wouldn't turn down as adults like i don't want smallpox i don't want polio i don't want the measles and the flu shot i will never second guess the flu shot ever again it was like years i'd be like ah maybe maybe not now just as soon as i can get a flu shot because i I don't i don't want to do it man like uh because with my breakthrough it wasn't bad um i told the story that my, my dad had the first shot then contracted covid he's still about 18 19 weeks little messed up from it all oh, uh man. he's got lung scarring he had liver issues heart issues was hospitalized twice almost died twice he's a super healthy guy a marine and he said this was the toughest thing he's ever done his entire life and it's not that he didn't have the second shot he didn't want it he just didn't get it in time like he got the first one then got sick before he was able to get the second one so like i knew genetically i was like all right that's that's pretty bad and then when i had breakthrough it wasn't bad it was like a normal torque hold it was like I uh, feeling like 75, 80 percent for about five days. One of the days I felt a little bit worse, but I was still able to exercise. I was still able to do my thing. We just kept locked up in the house and got past it. And I tried singing and screaming. I still streamed every single day of it as well.
1: And the voice was all right. The voice is all right. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for this tour now. Dude, you, that that's incredible. I, I So so he got it in between in between the two shots. You got just a, you didn't get it before the vaccine. You got an actual breakthrough. That's the only time you've had it yep that's crazy man oh i'm sorry to hear that that's rough but like uh yeah
2: that that was like and i I looked at portugal portugal has no one left to vaccinate essentially and i read that the the headlines were saying the reason why is because it was never politicized like ever once it was just like all right this is a virus just you get a vaccine and so it's really unfortunate that you know, people that argue that you shouldn't get it are saying it's politics, and then people that say you should get it say it's politics. So it's just like I don't—I don't even think of it that way. I'm like, I—I have no affiliation with anything like that. I just want to do what's right for me. Yeah. And I have been wearing sick masks to sleep on a tour bus for the last 15 years, like because I know. It's farty and disgusting, and people have bad breath, and they have colds on the bus, and I'm living five feet away from the guy above or below me. So why not wear something to prevent that? Same thing on airplanes. I've been wearing a sick mask for the last maybe 15 or 20 years traveling. So when I go to sleep, I don't know if my mouth is open. I don't want someone putting a body appendage in my mouth while I'm sleeping. You never <laughs> know what's going to happen. I mean, you gotta be you gotta be preventative. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true, man. You're a traveling
2: cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like i just i like i don't have to think like this isn't a political thing i just don't want stuff in my mouth i don't want people's bad breath i don't want their germs
1: in my mouth or my nose <laughs> <laughs> that's why twitch is perfect for you you're in your own yes. world man yes you, oh it's amazing it's, it's amazing. exactly I, how you want it
2: i love it we have such an amazing community here like people always ask me like other band people like hey what's it like you know do you still have to deal with negative stuff is like it is 99.9 positive in my channel and whenever there's something negative we just depending on how bad it is if it's like a meme bad we'll just time it out if they're very bad ban them you never see them again
1: easy done dude i see your twitch is the reason i see i'm not i don't do a lot of video games so <laughs> because i have three kids and and work and this stuff so like video games i used to do a lot but i don't anymore and so i was like oh people watching people play video games cool and then i heard about your channel and i was like doing music on there interesting okay and then I still was like skeptical and, and like, I'm not sure what this is going to do. Is this going to be a flash in the pan kind of thing? Is it going to go away? Uh, and then uh, I met Porter from Atreyu, who was like, dude, you could absolutely do this thing. Like he was doing it. Uh, we had him on the podcast. We talked about it. And then I was like, why don't I just do these live on, on yep, Twitch? That's what I was going to suggest. Cause you don't, you don't, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Like yeah. if I went on, you know, playing, doing what you do Exactly it probably wouldn't go anywhere because what you have is something you started. It's original. It's like, it's, it's great. But when people like 50 other people try to do the same thing and then are unsuccessful, why do you think you're unsuccessful? Because you're not doing your own thing. You're doing your own thing. If I take what I do and put it on Twitch and don't change it like this, all this is exactly how it would go regularly without Twitch um, and put it on there and just try to attract more people, you know, get, get a different, you look at your demographic Uh, And you try to say, well, where can we change this, change that? And uh, it's been fun. It's been really fun. That's awesome. Watching people, you know, jump in and out, chatting on it. You know, I never look at the chat when I'm in it because I'm focused. That's the other thing that's weird with this is because people are wanting to ask questions and do things like that. But the way the show works, like I'm completely focused. Like that's the whole point is this is the (laughs) one time in my life that I'm focused on something 100%. (laughs) The lights are on me. I'm in the studio. It's closed no distractions. And it's literally like a sacred place for me because it's the only place I can do that. It's like a uh, deprivation tank. Have you ever done yep. that? I have
2: not. But I do know the feeling of that kind of focused room. Like whenever I tell people about guitar practice, and they ask me advice. It's like if you're gonna practice and you really want to get good at something, you cannot have the outside distractions. It just has to be the place where you can like effectively perform and effectively work at your task. And it's simply like you were saying, like for me, I started streaming on Twitch about four and a half, maybe five years ago, maybe four and a half years ago now. And uh, I started with just the casual video games. Not really knowing what I was doing. Two, three people were watching me. It was fine. I befriended some people on Twitch. I told them how much I love the platform. And I said, I wish I could stream more, but I can't because I need to rehearse one to three hours a day, five to seven days a week. Because that's what I need to stay in shape for touring and records. And my two friends there, John and Brandon, they said, why don't you stream that? And I said, no one wants to watch me do trivium songs every day and do vocal exercises backstage. just like, I bet you they do.
1: I did that. And that's where the channel totally transformed. And it kept going from there. Dude, it's that access. It's that access. Uh, and seeing someone's real life, you know, it, it's kind of cool because I, I used to talk about how, like, the rock star thing was over because everyone knew too much. There was no mystery mm-hmm. left. Like, if if you saw what Robert Plant was eating for breakfast, you wouldn't really, like, the mystique would be gone, right? But it, we've completely flipped the script. Mm-hmm. Like, it's taken that and gone one step further. And you have this access which makes you almost feel closer to the Absolutely. person. You know whether it be you know in reality or not, like what you're watching is really happening in real time, Mm -hmm. and it's so cool to see that like push beyond like the end of something and and progress. And that's exactly what I think is going on with what you're doing. Like, thank you very much, man. People want to watch that stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're uh, an incredible musician, and and like the people that are trying to get to that level get to see what you still have to do. When you're Mm -hmm. there, you know, you still have to practice. You still have to put this energy in. It's not a free ride. And that's awesome to show that to people. Thanks,
2: man. Thank you. Yeah, it was a a big factor of a couple factors. It was uh, one of the motivations behind a lot of what we do is, and I'm not saying this to be self-deprecating or sad or anything, but we've never been the kind of band that is talked about in press. We're not the band that gets the awards, that gets the magazine covers, which is fine. We've always, this has always been that way since like since high school, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, We're also not the band that other bands talk about they just don't not in a mean way we get along with the bands we're fine guys you know we're always kind and cordial but it's just those are two realities of trivium however our fans are always just voracious supporters of the band that have allowed us to do this despite everything through thick and thin they keep growing our band through every single year no matter what's happening so i said to myself i was like all right the supporters they love our music. The next layer was like, all right, I'm, sh- I'm showing them what I had for breakfast on Instagram. They're, mm-hmm. they're into that. I'm talking to them in comments. It's kind of like past tense. What's the next level? Being with them live. And so let's do that. That's what Twitch was for me. It was like, I want to get back to our fans even more so. I want to be with them in the moment, showing them what it takes to stay on top of the game of what I need to do to stay the best man, Hey, in the world. And that was, that was the driving factor, giving back more and more to our fans. That's all it's ever been. And then it became even something bigger than that, which is really cool to see.
1: Dude. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's an incredible thing to, to watch. And, and you seem, you seem to really thrive on routine. Is that, is that a fair assumption? Like the way yep. you're talking about like, like hours of this, hours of that. Have you always been that way? since childhood
2: yeah my dad is a marine and my mom's japanese so those two (laughs) very regimented culture discipline scheduled like i've had the same essentially the same twitch schedule since i started doing music so three and a half four years it's been nine a.m and three p.m five days a week seven days a week on tour it's it's been that and i like to do that
1: wow so so did did you ever like buck against that that routine um growing up you know where you start to rebel like or did you always uh keep that like it's
2: part a good of your question deal. i mean my parents never had to tell me to be back by curfew they never had to tell me to like go to sleep because mm-hmm. i just would because i knew what i needed to do i remember um i was in ojt on the job training class in high school my dad was like i will let you i will actually let you come home and play guitar but you need to actually log these hours and i will sign off as your boss so I got an A in that, which is pretty amazing that my dad was like, you know, you come home and practice and I'm going to say that I'm your boss and that's what it is. And yeah. You get, you know, your payment is just that you get better at what you're doing. So it's something maybe as a kid, it just was always there. Like with the extensive hours upon hours, I would put into the instrument in the trivium to make sure I, I didn't really know I was practicing per se. It's just I was doing it. I was in the moment. Mm-hmm. But it was when it really was getting into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu about nine years ago getting into something that I wasn't good at from the beginning. So Trivium, I picked it up at 13 and it was always there in my life. So just by habit of doing it, I was getting better at it. Not really being overly conscious of the fact that I was working at something. Mm -hmm. But to walk into Jiu Jitsu and think, all right, I've got this and do my first grappling round ever. I was, when when I started, I was like 200 pounds and I grappled against my first Person I was supposed set to roll with, he was like 16, 17, 130 pounds. Like, I got this. Slap hands. He chokes me out in 30 seconds. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what I'm doing at all. And then for the first year, I wanted to quit. My butt, my I remember my neck was super stiff and I couldn't turn my head from jujitsu. And I was, I was doing terribly at everything in my higher belts. So kind of be looking at me like, dude, this is this is all this guy can do. Because I, I kept going, but it just was not sticking. So three years in, I'm still like, man, I don't have it together. Four years in, I'm kind of getting it five years. It finally starts to click. Six, seven, eight almost nine years. Now it like really makes sense. So I know I'm a slower learner and I have to put in, maybe not necessarily a slower learner, but it takes a longer amount of time for me to retain something correctly. So I have to do it a little bit extra. Um, and jujitsu, once I got into that, that was like five to seven days a week, one to two times a day, the same kind of like, uh, there's a Japanese word called otaku, which used to be derogatory but now it's a positive it's to be a super fan of something everything I get into I'm basically an otaku I go full on anything I get into like I go to the max when I first realized I love cooking through Anthony Bourdain the first thing I wanted to make was something out of his cookbook that took me two days to make like that was the first thing I decided to make versus something easy so I was like to go into the hardest thing I when I went to Brazil I loved it so much I said what do Brazilians do soccer or or jiu-jitsu jitsu is the harder one I want to do that even though I hated it I kept going five to seven days a week um blew my voice out in 2014 and I've been singing, what we determined with my singing teacher, I've been singing and screaming wrong since, since I was 13 years old. Basically my whole life I was doing it incorrectly. And so I had to unlearn everything and relearn everything a new way with my teacher, Ron Anderson. So it was from his method plus the idea and the scheduling and the muscle memory of teaching your body how to respond to something through jiu-jitsu that I applied back to trivium and back to singing. And I would have those extensive practice things. And then when I was able to double it up, And make it something where i don't have to be alone in my room anymore rehearsing but i've got trivia supporters there who want to hang out with me and talk to while i do it that's why all these things are all tied together and they all benefit one another
1: dude it keeps you keeps you accountable it gets it's um, absolutely like when you tell someone you're going to go on a diet to lose weight like you tell everyone at work it's like this subconscious way of of pulling them in to hold you accountable uh so you so you have they know what's going on so if they see you uh you know messing up or going off whatever they'll kind of be like hey man what's whatever happened to that you know it's kind yep, of a absolutely. cool a cool way to do that um absolutely yeah like even if i come home from
2: tour and let's say i get home on a friday monday morning even if i'm still beat from tour i'm gonna stream and that's exactly what i just did we just got home from a six-week tour got home on a friday Monday, I was streaming again, back to normal schedules, like I'm just back at it. Actually, I might even gotten back to it. I think I got home on Wednesday and was back at it Thursday. (laughs) Because I know people depend on that. they depend on the community, they depend on the schedule, they depend on the regiment, whether it's just a place where they can hang out with people they know, or they just sit and watch by themselves. I, I talked to a couple people over this last 18 months that have said, hey, if it wasn't for your channel, I would have been by myself for 18 months, and I don't know if I would have made it. I was just, it was just me. And to hear that, to know that it's not just the music saving people anymore, but now it's the music being played in a different way that saves people is, is a really amazing thing.
1: Dude, it's its a real thing. It's an absolutely <laughs> real thing. And the one thing about doing this show that really does it for me is, is I come from music. I, I, did, I was a true musician for 12 years, like on a bunch of different levels. And anything we got accolades, uh, you know, just anything was me and five other guys. Like it was always a group of people, but with this, when you get something like a good review or you get featured in something, it's because of what you did. Like it's a personal victory, um, which is really satisfying in a way that was never satisfying as in a band because he mm-hmm. was always shared, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. and so when someone reaches out to you, like you know, hearing this person say this, you know, got me into rehab, got me to put the knife down, like what it happens all the time. Yep. But it's because of what we're doing. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it's something that is so cool and so special. Um, it just it's there's such satisfaction that comes from that. But also Absolutely. when things go wrong, you kick yourself extra hard because you fucked that up. You know, like yeah, yeah. it's uh it's just a it, it's always two sided. But like the 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 personal accomplishments are really cool and 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 you take a lot more responsibility with it i think and um cherish a little more um, absolutely put extra care in and with what you're saying about jujitsu like it's interesting going into something that you didn't know well um you know but but with jujitsu the same similar thing with me i'm six foot five uh you know 370 pounds like, i'm not a small person my buddy now has a, a, a dojo in in uh uh anchorage alaska where we're from, and teaches jiu-jitsu. And mm. he was at a party, he's tiny, tiny. And he's like, I was like, you've been practicing jujitsu for a while. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's I'm really enjoying it. And I was like, "Like, are you getting good? He's like, come at me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was, He's like, come at me, do whatever you wanna do. Grab something, grab a bat or something, like, come at me. I want you to take me down. And I was like, all right, <laughs> go right at him, full blast. I was on the floor before I even took my next breath. it's insane so something that has that much technique there's there's the two and i'm going kind of off sides on this but like are off the rails but guitar there's two schools of thought there's the 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 music theory practice 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 there's also just grab it and figure it out jiu-jitsu you can't just grab it and figure it out like there's so much skill involved uh leverage and and uh anticipating the next move it's it's like an art form you have to learn you can't just you can't just go in and do it i really feel that way and i've never done it yeah i've done judo Mm -hmm. but uh jujitsu it seems like any that knowledge in your head is what will win that that match not your strength nothing it's all just knowing where to go and what's coming next is that fair to say? For sure. And I think
2: that's why I struggled with it for so long. Cause I remember when I did my first introduction class, they're like, Oh, you ever done jiu jitsu?" I was like, no, I did karate as a kid. And I was like, I did yoga. So I guess that'll help. Right. And I'm like, eh, I don't <laughs> think so. And so I kept thinking like I would be good at this thing. And I really, I wasn't, you're never, you never arrive. That's what I love about it. That's what I love about singing, guitar, playing, being in a band, being a streamer, being everything. You never really arrive. No one's ever on top. And one of the practice methodologies that I always look at is like, I practice to be like my heroes knowing it'll never happen. I practice to be as good as Freddie Mercury, as good as Bruce Dickinson. I know it will never happen, but I'm going to work to be that good. I will never be as good as Gordon Ryan and Eddie Cummings and Gary Tonin and Bushesha at Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm going to work to be as good as them knowing it'll never happen, um, I think that, so what I love, I love what you said about the theory versus just grabbing it and going. Because when I first started guitar, I grabbed and grabbed and went. And mm-hmm. I started deciding I need to learn about theory. Because I just kind of like dipped my toe into theory, I started like setting up these rules for myself. And I started thinking I had to do things and couldn't do things. So I was like, hold on, I'm gonna step back a little bit. And I actually had this conversation with Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. back in like 2006 about this as well, maybe 2005 even. And I asked him, is about one of the high notes he hit on Black Parade. I was like, hey man, were you classically trained? He's like, you know, I started learning theory a little bit, but it started making me feel like there were these rules that I had to follow and I didn't wanna do that. So hearing him say that then feeling myself noticed that was interesting, but I put in all the practice to get the the formalities correct, like mm-hmm. all the drilling, all the stuff, all of the same with voice, I put all the extensive like this is how you're supposed to physiologically practice, same thing with jiu But then once you put in enough time, or at least the way I like to do it, I like to put in a ton of time. Drill the stuff until I've got it memorized, whether this is jujitsu, guitar, vocal, songwriting. And then when I jump in, I like to organically improvise. That's like the phrase I've been using a lot for our last Trivium record. We organically improvisationally wrote this stuff, but it sounds super tight and focused and calculated because of how we practice. We practice tight and focused and calculated. Same way, jujitsu drilling. Like today, I just trained today with my, my partner, Jeff, and everything we do, all the drills are super planned out. It's the right way to do it. And then when I roll... I like to just—I don't even like to think about it anymore. I just like to let things happen because now enough muscle memory has been built in for the things that are supposed to be, but that I can also play and improvise and see what else happens. Um, our security guard, who's a ex-pro MMA fighter, and I was able to train with him a lot in the last tour. And Mustaine's professor, who's like a 25-year black belt, and he's like six foot six, two seventy-five, <laughs> and I'm one seventy-five. So this guy's a this guy's a half a foot taller than me and a hundred pounds heavier than me. But what was interesting is how. Both he and Andre both say, like, Matt, your style's strange because I I do things that don't make sense. And at times when they ask, like, what's your methodology? It's like, I'm not sure. Like, I like to learn it all correctly and then get in and play and improvise. And, you know, there's a there's a lot of stuff that I like to capitalize on those like in like those little moments, those micro moments, like kind of playing possum for a second and then turning things around. So, yeah, you you mentioned that made me think of all that, like it's extreme preparation. Like I don't like to do anything in front of anyone unless I've rehearsed it to death. Once I have, then I'll play with it. Same way, like you know, I've, I've rehearsed speaking to people, I've rehearsed doing the interviews, but now that we're in it. Like mm-hmm. I like for us to just go. And I, I think that that's I don't know what that is, but I've been starting to realize that about myself. I like to overly prepare and then kind of throw it out the window, like keep that muscle memory baked in. But then just just play around with what I'm doing,
1: dude, 100 percent, 100 percent. So you mentioned Gerard. He's an old buddy from back in those days. Like we would run to each other on tour all the time or do shows together. Uh, dude's a genius. And uh, but but with the interview stuff side stuff, too, like and the other thing I want to mention, too, like I think jujitsu in the right context, when it's two people that really know what they're doing, you could put it in a theater, like a like mm-hmm. a ballet or something, when you're just watching movement in that way. Like it, it of course, you know, the way jujitsu is like with martial arts, like it's a spectacle kind of thing. And but you could literally sit there in the right theater. And watch two people roll. And it's just yeah, like that was poetry like, and motion. It's like
2: old school EBI. That's what that was. It was an old old theater, the old Eddie Bravo invitational. I like now it's gotten a little bit bigger, but I thought there was something really cool about it being on a theater stage. Yeah. I oh, totally I agree know with that. that. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so it's it's just it's poetry emotion, just like dancing, just like you're dancing basically. It's two yeah two beings with separate minds but they're they're both trying for the same thing and they have to get there through these movements it's it's just wild but yep um, and the only time there ever is injury
2: because i have a a lot of people be like oh i really want to get into it but i don't want to get hurt mm -hmm. i say the people that hurt each other the most are actually the ones that the newest like white belt versus white belt is the scariest thing in the world that's when like people are gonna get their fingers broken they're gonna break their neck but when i was coming along and still to this day i always would rather go with someone this is the same concept with video games Mm -hmm. My level or higher, I don't, I, obviously there's a time and a place where you should go with people that are below so you can teach them, but I never like to get with people below my level to smash them. I feel like there's a lot of people that in jiu-jitsu, in, in life, whatever, maybe, let's, let's stick more to jujitsu in games. They like to be at this level and they like to fight people that are an easy win. I don't like to do that. I always want it to be my exact level or much higher. So when I was a white belt, I would pair up with black belts. Mm-hmm. And when I was a blue belt, black belts. I always go for the highest, highest person possible because you're not going to get hurt. You're not going to win. There's no pressure to win, but that almost takes us back to the thing I said earlier about training to be like the heroes, knowing it won't happen. Like there's no pressure to win. It's just the pressure
1: is to to work and to learn and to get better and better and better. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm the same way. Like this, even what we're doing right now. Like I've done. I've been on Twitch for a month. I've done six live streams like this and now you and i are rolling you're one of the biggest biggest names on twitch for music like (laughs) i mentioned it to shapiro and he's like dude are you serious i was like well yeah like he's like are you nervous no like we're gonna do our thing we're two human beings and we're doing our thing like uh it's just on a platform that's got you know massive stuff going on you know it's a cool thing like uh you know and and like was saying getting on the interview like it's not an interview really like it's a conversation and I used to make notes. I used to make three or four pages of notes, like religiously for these things. For the first, this is episode like 260 or something like that. But like, Dang, that's awesome. uh, the first 50 episodes, I was doing these notes and I never opened them. So <laughs> I th- I would do it and they weren't, it weren't, weren't even in my head anymore. And then one day I did an interview with Jeff Rickley from Thursday and and the, my notes were on, it was in person. My notes were on my lap and a book. We did the whole thing. Like it went all over the place. Like it got super crazy at the end, he's like, are those your notes? And I was like, oh, yeah, those, yeah. He's like, you didn't even look at them. I was like, you know what, (laughs) you're right. I didn't. So I stopped. And I was like, this is terrifying because I feel like if I don't do my due diligence, it's going to fail. But then I was like, you know, this is an art form. Like this is what we've been building to is being able – and it's funny that it's an art form now because it's fallen by the wayside so much. People losing conversation and texting and blah, blah, blah. I was like, this terrifies me and I'm going to go at it this way from now on. And I've done it ever since. And it's only gotten better. And it, it's something that, uh, like I said in the beginning, this is my, my, my sacred place. Like, this is where I'm on. Like, this is, I'm focused. Like you and me talking, like, that's it. There's nothing else. are not thinking about kids, not thinking about work, nothing. And that has kept me so much more engaged. And we've gone to so much cooler places than just following a script you know, or a flow, you can't, it's like, it's like with jujitsu, you, you don't walk into a, a tournament or a, a a match or at all knowing what's going to happen and having like an orchestrated time. Okay. Then he's going to do this. And I'm going to do this. You don't do it with a lot of things in life unless yep. it's something structured. So why do it with this? You know? Absolutely. Because then I'm looking at my notes while you're talking, I'm not listening. I'm waiting for my chance to get this in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So You're talking yeah. to yourself.
2: That's an awesome point. That's That's good to know that because like when I first, I've done, I think only like 12 or so of my chats with people, I had Mm -hmm. Baron Corbin with WWE, Dakota's one of the big Twitch streamers and um, a couple of my other friends. And the first couple I did prepare notes and just like you said I had them ready but as we were talking I like didn't look at them mm-hmm. so yeah it's it is something but I mean you've got that preparation we have the preparation of having good meaningful conversation with friends family mm-hmm. but also with you having the background of band I've been having the background of band yeah that, that's that's good to know that's good to know from from a pro podcaster they're like that's the way to go about it like just having the conversation going by the way um i am a big fan of portugal the man how long were you in portugal
1: oh for a couple of years a couple of years awesome. uh, we were all in a band together before that called anatomy of a ghost and that's where gerard comes in we were touring all the time and combining oh, I know tours anatomy with ghost as well yeah cool so yeah. that was the band we started in alaska and moved down to start touring and, and got signed to rise and then signed to fearless then we broke up like a year later uh two years later maybe and then we all split up they started portugal man i started a band called the burning room which is a much heavier band i like more aggressive music live um and yeah uh they called me up They're like we got these sold out shows with dredge down in santa cruz do you want to come do them and i said yes and i ended up staying on did some tours with poison the well and Fall of troy and a bunch of bands europe stuff like that and then uh i got an offer to join poison the well um on bass actually not guitar yeah. and at the time they were bigger and toured more countries and i was like oh i kind of want to do this and like, cool. We'll get someone else. You know, let's do this Europe tour and come back. You'll move to Florida, and they end up getting a tour while um, while I was gone. It was the, I got the offer the night before leaving for Europe, and uh, <laughs> so uh, halfway through Europe, they're like, "Man, we're going out on this tour. Our buddy's coming out with us, and he might stay on. We'll let you know." He stayed on. I came back with no job, so that was end of <sighs> touring. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was it. So I was on between the first. Record cycle and the end of the second record cycle. Church mouth. So, cool, cool.
2: Super early. Well, this, we had um one of our merch guys was mm-hmm. Portugal. The man's touring merch guy for a long time. I don't know if you knew him, Rob Sukin. No, he was after maybe there. that was he. Okay, he was after time. Yeah, he was. He was a good guy. He was the one that taught me about like sauna cultures and like everything. Like he would take me to these like old school Russian bathhouses and he'd like <sighs> teach you the method of like fifteen in the sauna, cold plunge, chill, have beer, eat food, and repeat the thing. But he told me that. So yeah, that must have been after time. But speaking of poison well, poison well is one of the first. I, i was really just into like the metal band you're supposed to be into then i got into swedish melodic death metal death metal Mm -hmm. black metal but it was metalcore that really like rounded off the sound of trivium first it was heaven should burn and caliban the german metalcore scene but then it was poison the well tear from the red perseverance hate like all those things really like (laughs) shifted and helped bring me into place uh for for like the rounding off the trivium sound but that's small world
1: dude that's rad i never understood screaming in music until i got in a fight with my girlfriend and i had tear from the red that i had not listened to yet i had put it in my alarm clock cd player yeah botchla comes on all of a sudden i understand it like, yeah that is what it's for. i used to shy away from it all. was just straight up punk rock like no screaming like this is ridiculous jeff just blew me away like it was insane and it was on a clock radio like that's what it was playing through (laughs) and from then on i was hooked i was like this is my stuff like this is it and it finally clicked i got to tell him that on that tour because we did warp tour together way back on uh you come before you when they were up on the major and then uh the versions tour we were on and uh very cool i got to tell him that and ryan uh, primack as well and, and chris hornbrook he's been on the show a couple times like it's uh it's like a family thing, but those guys are incredible. And uh, yeah, oh, amazing band, man. Uh, Opposite of December
2: and Tear from the Red are two of like the most important records in my, in my listening bank. <laughs>
1: Dude, I love it. I love it. Uh, so the the other thing I was thinking about with with uh you know what you do is is it's just so interesting to see, uh, the response behind it, like the response. Uh, I would love to see. Have you done jujitsu on Twitch? Yes,
2: uh, at first couple of years of doing that, it, it was like, it was the thing that put my moderators to most work, because you and I understand it, so we think it's cool. But then, like, if you think people don't get it, they're like, "These are two dudes. This guy's crotch is in this, this guy's face," huh? and then it just flies off the rails, like a bunch of twelve to fourteen year old dudes like laughing about it. Yeah. But the last couple of times I did it on tour, uh, it they, they get it now. They're like, "All right, this is this is cool. I don't understand what's happening, but I appreciate it." But I've streamed a little bit of everything. We've streamed. Jiu Jitsu, uh, yoga, not cooking, games, music, shows, warm-ups. The main things that seems like that the channel enjoys that I enjoy streaming. It's like I I like streaming jujitsu, but there's also something kind of nice about having jujitsu, yoga, steel mace, muay thai, eskrima. Like I do a couple other martial arts as well. I do the mm-hmm. Filipino like knife fighting stuff, but with Jesus Christ. With the uh, bamboo sticks. <laughs> so Eskrima and my buddy's been teaching me Jeet Kune Do as well. So we do some of the other stuff, but it's nice having those for me, kind of like the, the meditative process, like mm-hmm. showing the people sometimes, but they love seeing the, and I love doing the warm ups, sound checks, shows. Uh, those are sort of the main things. So music, music creation, this morning I finished off, there's this amazing hardcore band you gotta check out. They're hardcore, but they like also branch into metal and metalcore called Malevolence from the UK. Okay, I, I think they're gonna blow the hell up. They're truly amazing, but they asked me to guest on one of their songs. So I was tracking, the singing and screaming of that yesterday and this morning. And then I started working on this old Irish folk song as well this morning. It's called a uh, wild Rover by Luke, Luke Kelly. I was working on that. So doing that stuff, I love doing that. I love doing the creative process, with people watching, but it, it's, I think the, the most engaging thing because like what, what people really wanted of twitch is that like you, like we, you and I mentioned that two way interaction mm-hmm. of host and viewers is the warm ups with the rehearsal of trivium stuff from here. Like the shows I don't get to engage as much or at all. Uh, sound checks either but i love the ones where i can rehearse and engage at the same
1: time absolutely absolutely and get that that two-way street that's the that's the one thing i'm going to struggle with is because this part is so sacred to me like the comments coming in i don't even check until maybe what i would do
2: is like open it if you want to and this is purely just like what what I what I think of it is because yeah. if I do one of these as well I don't engage the chat as well till after talking with them beforehand like a warm-up like hey here's who I'm talking to what are you guys up to what do you want to ask them do your thing and then kind of like a recap after that's like a nice
1: way to do it as well that's a great idea that's a great yes. idea I and so you about- warm
2: yourself up talking and then you cool yourself down
1: yeah I see I, I every once in a while I'll call up a buddy and just like hey like my buddy Bob I'll just call him up and say hey I've got two shows this afternoon like uh let's let's basically roll like let's just talk cool. for 15 minutes yeah um and then i started doing this like five minute meditation because i don't meditate regularly i I've, I've so many people talk about it and i need to get into it but i'll sit here and and for five minutes before we we jump on usually i'll put it on my headphones and i'll just sit and be so i can be 100 percent focused and it's really changed things. It's really changed it's,
2: things. It's very good. The, the, I was doing that a lot for the shows. It was more like last record cycle. I was making sure to that every single show day at some point in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't get to it as much in this last one. I would try to integrate it into the the workout that I was doing in the day. But that, that stuff really helps. I've been doing ashtanga yoga since about 2011, and mm-hmm. there's really nice meditative stuff in
1: that. Okay, you said ashtanga. Like, w- what is the difference between that and and like a. Okay. Um, I'm curious, my wife does yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I started doing it with her until I was just in the most insane, insane back pain, uh, and I never pushed through it. I kind of gave up on it, but like, uh, what is that? You said it got a meditative quality to it. That's
2: What's nice about Ashtanga is, and I, I don't know about the other styles, but I know about this one more. So mm-hmm. this is a little bit more of like an old school one. It's from Mysore, and what's great about Ashtanga is the same set of moves every single time. Now, you kind of knowing a little bit of the background mm-hmm. of me, that makes so much sense why I like it. Yes. Because I get to do the exact same thing every single time and I can memorize it. I could do it without a teacher. I could do that with, with myself and I can kind of track progress. But what's, what's beautiful about yoga is they always say a side effect of doing yoga is getting good at yoga. You don't have to be good at it. If your expression of the pose is one thing, that's all it needs to be. If your forward fold is barely, it's this far. That's fine mm-hmm. because it's yours. And that's, that's what I really liked about it. It's it's, it's a lot more humble than I think like, I think power yoga is probably something that's more like created for the Western market, something about like seeing how many pushups you can do between like, I I don't like that stuff in my yoga. I like Mm -hmm. the yoga to be about just being with yourself and your breath. So Ashtanga is a lot. There are a lot of intricate moves, but things like you said with the back pain, like if you feel a move making your back hurt, you got to find your way. Like I know that the um, upward facing dog is not really right for me because I've got bad L4, L5 Mm -hmm. from a weightlifting incident when I was early 20s. So you just have to shift them you, like you don't want to push through pain you want to go around it and figure something
1: else out okay so when in, in Ashtanga when you know what's you know the routine are you able to put those like I know the next steps in your head but are you able to put away the fifth and sixth and tenth step? So you're not thinking about it as one piece. You're thinking about just what's coming next. Are you able to compartmentalize that way or are you definitely visualizing yeah,
2: it? But that took a long time. Like, um. Okay. so the best book that I trained with a guy named Steve Rubin, who lived in India for a long time, who trained her, David Swenson. David Swenson was like the man for Ashtanga. He was the guy that learned from the, from the masters, made a book. And I remember getting the book. If you look at Amazon, there's a really good book, David Swenson Ashtanga. And it's like a big book picture book where you like flip everything out. And I would practice with that in front of me. I'd bring that on tour to always have it at the top of my yoga mat till it became muscle memory. And so I fell out of yoga, probably jujitsu years
1: What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their tenth studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Colour, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brandon and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the states in May and June. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands check out hot water music's new record and b-well's new seven inch now, now
3: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. Hey
1: guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, Tier two and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me. And having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. FM is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure.
2: Three to seven, or maybe four to eight, but I just picked it back up, and it's been helping a lot. And I've also been training with steel mace a lot lately, and that's actually helped yoga. Like it's cool to see different things helping different things. I, I noticed things that didn't. I tried powerlifting for yoga, that or excuse me, powerlifting for jujitsu. It didn't. It didn't work for my body frame. I'm too mm-hmm. lanky. I'm not meant to powerlift. But when I found steel mace and jiu-jitsu these things really help out everything with each other. But David Swenson. Ashtanga Yoga, check that out. Okay. But I recommend learning it from a teacher for a little while first. Same thing with my vocal method with like Ron Anderson. I always tell people you need to train with someone until you've learned how to practice it on your own. So it takes a minute to learn how to practice. But once you've learned how to practice it, then you're good. Just like if I were to teach someone guitar, like... um, I taught my jiu-jitsu professor at guitar and he didn't even know how to hold a guitar at first. I was like, once I can get you knowing how to practice, then you'll be able to get good. So once you get through that section of like, this is how you do it. Um, that's what was so tough about the voice is it took me like two years of Ron's methods for it even to make sense. And I tell a lot of people this, that a lot of people in metal bands and rock bands want to just get with a singing teacher. They teach them a 10, they want a 10 minute exercise, three lessons, and they're good to go for the rest of their career. That's not the realistic way it is. Some singers, they can do that. I can't. I have to do the hour before every show. Mm-hmm. I have to do the one to three hours, the five to seven days a week. And Ron's stuff did not make sense to me for two years. Jiu-Jitsu did not make sense to me for three years. Uh, it's just you have to get past that, that time of it, – it's almost like that desperation. Like, am I even seeing results? Is this even working? And then one day it clicks
1: it's like sweet picking dude
2: yes exactly <laughs> exactly one day
1: you just pick it up you have been struggling forever and then yep.
2: i still can't do the freaking Corey can do like five six string sweeps i'm like uh-huh. i know what i need to do to get that good but i've got to do some
1: other stuff man <laughs> i love it dude uh did you ever do the the melissa cross stuff before ron like i did a bit of that i took some lessons with
2: her before recording our third record the crusade okay um I mean, it was only a couple lessons, it was like 3 or 4 or 5 lessons or so, but nothing that I ever did with anybody like I had a bunch of other vocal teacher attempts throughout my career, but no one clicked until Ron. Ron yeah. Anderson was the one that worked for me. And if people find a singing teacher that works for them, Melissa works for some people, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she didn't work for me, it just didn't click. Uh, but with Ron, it clicked. But two years in,
1: yeah, that's, that's incredible. I, yeah,
2: I, and it was- now it's like I've got it dialed in. Like I know exactly how much warm up time I need to make different results. Like I took years of notes with Ron when I was like. Once I learned how to learn from him, I integrated to my own self practice. But uh, there, there are three intervals of time the way I look at my singing. Um, this warm up time, time in between. show or performance time. Mm -hmm. I experimented with every single length of time, whether zero zero minutes to two hours of a warm-up with zero minutes to eight hours of a time in between to a show of one song to two hours, testing all those intervals. And what I determined, if I want the most brutal of the... We got to backtrack for another second. So there's the Ibaraki technique. That's my black metal side project of the way I sing and scream. And there's the Mm -hmm. trivium technique. Trivium technique is full bore. It's just pushing air out as hard as you can screaming. Like you're trying to blow your eyes out and your brain out of your head because it sounds great on record. Same with the singing. It's just throwing technique out the window and going for it. The Ibaraki technique is a result of Ron's training. It's what I do on tour on stream and in my black metal band for the singing and screaming. It, has a much longer shelf life it's no damage whatsoever um, instead of rasping from here where normal screaming comes from it comes from the pharyngeal larynx which is kind of the lower part of my sinuses. so the rasp is actually channeled at the top of that behind the uvula and those battle those kind of like mashed together versus in here so i would test those intervals for the ibaraki style If I want the most intense sounding scream with the highest range, the warm-up time needs to be the closest to the show time. Maybe like an hour of warm-up, no time in between to 30 minutes, then the show. If I want the singing to be flawless power metal, I can sing Ronnie James Dio. Five-ish hours is kind of the golden mark, five to eight hours. Between an hour warm up and an hour show, mm-hmm. and I can I can sing these stratosphere highs, but the screaming becomes lower, more dried out. So for tour, I do five hours before the show, show time five hours before I do a full hour, and I just go about my normal day for the in betweens. But I've talked to some guys like Matt Sanders when he warms up, he doesn't speak at all mm-hmm. after he's warmed up. He does not talk. Um, for me, I remember I tried that, and I kept finding myself being too worried about my voice. And Paul's like, dude, just get that out of your head. Just warm up, do the show. Talk like yourself in between um so yeah that, that's a little it's kind of a lot of information there but that's the way i think about my voice but now i know what times are going to make things work if i know it's a very scream heavy set it should be around the three hour mark of the in between three to five max but if i need to sing super high stuff eight hours five hours that's
1: fine dude everything everything you're saying here is 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 i'm, I'm loving it because it's it's shedding so much more light on what i've seen peripherally with you like, you know what I mean? Where, what, what goes into what you do, the amount of care Thanks. and technique <laughs> and, and it's a lot. the value you put on it, you know? Thank you. Like, thank you very much. There's, there's always two schools of thought, but like you take like earlier talking about guitar technique, like, you know, the punk rock technique, like grab it, learn some power chords and just make it have, make it sing. Right. Uh, if it's, if it's not perfect, who cares? But like, when you know people are, are paying to come see a performance and see something, I like to just see where people are on that like in the amount of time you put into this the amount you share is 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 amazing but like the amount of work and 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 uh care and and um importance you put on what you do is inspiring you know like that's that's, that's the kind of stuff that's I think getting lost you know like and and it, it takes a certain kind of person too to have that much regime like uh you know but it makes so much more sense hearing you describe that and then and then Thank seeing you. what's actually comes out you know Thank like you there's a much. lot of people that train with uh melissa cross so you can that you can kind of hear it like the scream like there, there's like a whole kind of genre that has that scream which it prolongs it prolongs the 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 voice but it almost sounds fake sometimes like yours doesn't do that Thank uh you. which is which is great and like what you're saying like you you push it like you push it with trivium
3: Thank,
2: thank you very much. So thank you. Yeah. And to, to your point about the, um, it, it reminded me of a couple stories, two, two different mm-hmm. stories of with other musicians and I guess I'll go to the third, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, you'll go, I'll go see a band. I'm, I'm excited about it. I've heard the record. I'm like, man, that record's really good. And you go up and like, I don't think they practice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ever. Yeah, exactly. You need to at least be able to play your stuff live if you're in a band. Like you have to. Uh-huh. Um, I remember there was a band that grew up listening to us that we were touring. We we're supporting them. And uh, they told us, like, they told me what a huge influence of a guitar player I was, and like all these things they wanted to learn. I was like, you know what? I will give you lessons every single day of this tour. I was like, I'll have it set up this time, this next day. I set up a double rig. Thirty minutes past, the guy's not there. Forty minute passes, an hour passes. Text the guy. I'm like, dude, where are you at? And he's like, man, I can't, I can't be, I can't practice on tour. I'm sorry, I can't do this. I was like, awesome, awesome. Thanks for wasting my time. Yeah. Um. Another thing, I remember I was explaining this vocal regiment to another singer. And they're like, isn't that really not punk rock to put that much work into it? And like, And I was like, I was like, I need you to think of it this way. I put this much time into it. So when I'm about to walk on a stage, I'm not thinking all of a sudden, oh, man, do I have the stamina to get through this? Can I hit those notes today? Is my screaming gonna work? Do I know the words? I have routinely rehearsed it so much by muscle memory that I just get to go up, let go, unplug from my brain and let it happen. And I was like, that is the most punk rock. That is the most rock and roll thing that you could possibly do where I'm just immersed into the show, not thinking, oh man, here comes this high note. Um, (laughs) And he he kind of just didn't have a rebuttal to that. But that's some of my favorite shows in this tour actually was, you know, we put all, all, of, all four of us in the band rehearse essentially as much as I do. Like we said, we like to rehearse to the point where other bands would find it not fun, but we find it fun. So we go into that amount of preparation and we step on a stage. And some of my favorite shows in this tour were the ones that like, I was a little bit loose. I kind of messed up a little bit, but I know I put the work in to be perfect, but we allow that imperfection to happen. And it's the same way we do our records. It's that extreme regimented practice Walk into it, and it's organic improvisation, and just let it happen,
1: dude. Absolutely, that freedom—that freedom you're talking about—it's uh, just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just the fruits of your labor. Like you can, you can really—you're not—not to say you're sitting back either, but you can actually enjoy being on stage. Yep, you can enjoy. I mean, you have to do it every night. You're yep. playing the same songs most of the time. You you it becomes formulaic and 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 uh uh, stale if you don't have that freedom Mm -hmm. so what you're doing and and i love the the way you put that like you're putting in all this time so when you walk on stage it's already done you just let it happen
2: that is incredible thank you and that's why our records people ask how long does it take 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 to make our records we're like usually the last two if not the last three only took two weeks and i'm talking days where i could still stream in the morning because we're so rehearsed the music is written before we go in we don't write the music in the studio with the producer we don't do any of that it's not like a copy pasted record we put all the work all the prep all the blueprints we rehearse it and flesh it out i sing it and scream it in practice with the four of us so when we walk in the studio Mm -hmm. the maps are laid out if there's someone we can make something better we're feeling in the moment we'll do that but we generally we stick to the blueprint, like we measure, what's, what's the old thing? Measure twice, cut once. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean to use a built, I'm like the least <laughs> handy person in the world, but that's, that's, that's the way we do it. And when I was doing the vocal tracking for Malevolence, I was showing, the guys were all tuning in from Malevolence, and I was like, here's how I do my vocals for a record. The Song's done, everything is there. I do the Ibaraki technique of all the singing, All the screaming, like I do, all the singing parts, all the screaming parts. Then I lay lay in all the harmonies because harmonies generally need to be approached with technique. If you're hitting those like stratosphere highs or those super lows, then when all of that is solid, I come through and I lay the trivium technique on top. I throw it, I throw technique out the window, and I do the super raspy singing and then the super brutal screaming on top of the the safe screams. And then now we've got a bunch of options. I tiered it in a way that I use the health points of my the hit points of my voice in the right way and sometimes i'll end up doing the same part three to five ten times but i know it's the right
1: way like i've done it in a light way medium way heavy way and it's good to go dude this this is going to sound super weird but after talking to you now i would i would you would be the person i would want to go camping with go through (laughs) a desert with walk into the jungle in war with uh thank you because
2: I always have a tourniquet on me. You're, I always have first aid kits on me. I always have all that stuff for real. You you
1: you prepare. You prepare for the big event, so you're prepared. You're intense. You're very intense. But this is the thing with that. You're intense, but in a very relaxing way. <laughs> and, you. Your your voice, your your uh, your um, uh, body language, none of it is is threatening. But you are an intense person, Matt. like <laughs> uh, truly. But it's Thanks. it's calming. So you have this calming intensity preparation. uh, You always take the hardest route, you know, until you get it right. uh, And then you just let it happen. So I would say that in confidence that I, man, I appreciate that. I want someone to quote that. I love
2: that. I would walk into the jungle. I would walk (laughs) into Tropic
1: Thunder with you. You Thank you. Thank you. um, I love that. And, and so you have, you know, the band does that with you. They go into it with you. You know, everyone, everyone, your family goes into it with you. Like, I'm sure they would say the same thing. Like, it's just like, that's that's my guy right there. Like, Thank that's, you. that's Thank what you. I want. Um, Thank
2: you. I do have several go bags packed in my garage for lasting five to seven days. Um, my stream room, I've got <laughs> backup batteries all around here. So if power goes out in my house, it'll keep everything running, keep the stream running and my internet running. And then I recently installed a whole home generator. So the house has power for a week. That is for the family, but it's also for the stream. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do have backups to backups and then... I actually do always have a tourniquet on me. It's like a first aid kit and a tourniquet always in my airplane bag, mm-hmm. my normal bag, my day bag, just, just ready to go, just in case.
1: Dude, you need to get Elgato to make you a, a, a stream kit, a stream first aid kit, just in case something They happens. did just make me oh, you're kidding a me. Pelican. Are you serious?
2: Dude. Yes. Yep. yes. yep. Yes. So I could fill this with all my, it, it's meant for my streaming gear, but I could fill that with. <laughs>
1: med kit dude okay so hold on a second i'm gonna so here's mine uh oh hell yes i got it at a pawn shop <laughs> and uh <laughs> cut the foam up but literally as we speak amazon is delivering my pelican 1650 and it's because oh, yes. i this studio is at a radio station so i yeah. i pack in and pack out every oh, time damn holy cow so okay. i can have a space for everything it's on wheels and everything is there put it up in 10 minutes, put it down in 10 minutes. It's safe and going to where it needs to go because so much more wear and tear happens when you're rolling yep. cables every day, when it, oh, it yeah, just yeah. sets up. Um, but my kids are too loud. I, anywhere in my house is old, 1904. You can hear everything everywhere. So yeah, ours, is,
2: ours is 50. Ours is 52. <sighs> yes. I know, how, I know how that
1: goes. Dude. Um, but one other thing I wanted to, to check in with you on, you, you do all these things. So music, streaming uh, kids, family, all that stuff. You know, we've talked a little bit about the meditation part. How much time do you spend in silence aside from being <laughs> asleep? Do you have a lot of time in silence or are you That's constantly a great question. being berated? One of my, one of my
2: great friends from elementary school, middle school, high school, we just reconnected. He's actually writing a book on the concept of silence in the modern day world. And it's based off a Japanese principle called Ma M A. And he interviewed everyone from scientists to politicians to opera singers to people on death row to people who were doctors to myself to all these people discussing silence in their fields. And he, through his research, believes that life would be better for everyone if there were more moments to truly sit in silence. Mm-hmm. Before a show, I need it silent. I don't like a dress room with music playing. I don't like it packed with people. I like it quiet. I like to be fully warmed up. I need to go to a show, into a show, surprisingly, relaxed. But it makes more sense after the conversation we just had. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think that you need to go up, like, amped up, do jumping jacks. I've seen, you know, I used to do that, jumping jacks and push-ups and stuff before you go on so you're, you're hyped up. But it starts to constrict the voice. Mm-hmm. And I could be more convincingly angry if I come up there actually very chilled out and very relaxed. Same thing with a record. I sound the angriest on an album for the screaming parts if I'm in a very good mood, if we've been laughing all day and having fun. Um, it's moments of silence with kids as you know <laughs> yes we've got twins so with them i mean anytime i'm not working i'm with them mm-hmm. so there is no silence there but basically <laughs> once bedtime's done and they fall asleep the silence there was we're waiting for them to fall asleep but then that's that's my wife and i's time to watch a show together drink mm-hmm. wine together and we've been drinking wine and watching squid game together um there's something about <laughs> like it, that show's amazing but there's something about i think that we before having kids, we never used to watch dark stuff. Mm-hmm. We just replay The Office or Parks and Rec or Seinfeld. But maybe it wasn't even the kids. I think it was the the pandemic. That since then we've needed things that are so highly emotionally and brain engaging, mm-hmm. like Squid Game, like Chernobyl, like The Expanse, Vikings. That those are the things we need to disconnect. So it's in those moments that I can actually just disconnect into that in that moment. However, the the most silent moments that my brain is is a show when everything is going right. Despite all the practice, I still will get in my head like, oh no, is my screaming sounding okay? Mm-hmm. And once I do that, the train kind of comes off the tracks. The days that didn't happen uh, on fest. we just had our best North American show, our best US show of our career, 30,000 people in Iowa. Jeez. It was insane. And I was not thinking through most of the set. And those, that's when I'm silent. When I'm grappling in jujitsu, that's when I'm silent. When I'm with someone who is my, my skill level, my mm-hmm. my my main partner, Jeff, like when we get to train, my brain is silent. I'm in that place. It's the uh, shoot. What's that word that everyone use? flow state? I'm mm-hmm. in the flow state mm-hmm. at that time when I'm doing the show, when I'm doing yoga. Just right. I, I strive for those moments and it's hard to find them. I get it when I'm gaming and I'm against the right skill lobby and it's not people that are. <sighs> You know, it's, it's not Smurfs. Like guys are really good, pretend to be like a new account. It's when I'm able to be against or competing at the level that I want to compete at where there's just enough challenge and it's not too easy. It's not too hard. That's when I'm in flow state. That's where my silence is,
1: man. That's, that's profound because (laughs) it's, and you have to cherish all of that, you know, like that's, that's one thing that really was, was resonating with me was the silence thing because the one thing I'm really taking away from this, this conversation is, is time. Uh, whether it be your own time, because you respect your own time by the amount of the amount of structure you put on it. You know, there's 24 hours in a day. You have this much time for this, 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 and this. Uh, you know, we also respect other people's time. I assume you're probably early to appointments, uh, which my <laughs> wife hates, as I'm the same way, but like early to appointments, uh, you don't want to waste people's time. Like that's the one thing on this show that I fear. I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. I'm not nervous about talking to anybody. I'm nervous that I'm going to waste their time, that they're not going to enjoy themselves that's my worry. That's where I get the anxiety. That's where that five minute meditation comes in. like, you know what? Because with podcasting, what's the worst you're gonna do? You're not gonna put it out. If it's terrible, mm-hmm. you're not gonna put it out. But also mm-hmm. now we're streaming on Twitch. you are accountable to it because it's happening. People are watching it as it happens. Yep. If it goes bad, everyone sees it. Uh, you know there's there's one episode I've not put out of the show in 260 episodes uh, and it was because it was just too short. and what we talked about for most of it, they decided they didn't want it out there. So I was like, "Well, it's a ten-minute conversation that I'm not going to put it in. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly." But that was the only reason. So we've yeah. been very lucky so far to have have this. But I love how kind of time weaves through all of this. Um, you know, with what you're saying, like the amount of of uh, importance you put on it, and then being in that moment. Yep. You know, when you're in flow well, state. That was our
2: conversation. I mean, our conversation to me was flow state. Like those moments, like, I mean, an hour just passed in no time. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, that's when I know I'm in those moments of silence. When I know I'm in those moments of that, that correct flow state where, you know, the conversation is great or the meal is great or the movie is great. or The Mm -hmm. show is great. I find that I don't do well doing nothing. Like it has to be something. And if it's something
1: that I can hit that flow state with, then Mm -hmm. I love it, dude. Absolutely. And and that being said, I mean, I really appreciate the time, man. I this has been fantastic. Like, <laughs> thank you uh, so much. I didn't know. I, I never know how it's going to go, and I love that. But yeah. when I'm in it, I'm in it, and and uh, it's been. We got to do a part two at some time because Let's uh, do it, man. This is this has really been truly great, man. I really appreciate awesome. it, and I appreciate you streaming it on your channel. Um, you know, like I said, I'm new to Twitch, so this is yeah. Been what's really what's your cool. channel
2: so we can all follow as well?
1: Oh, it's a Peer Pleasure Podcast.
2: Awesome. So uh, can one of my moderators drop that, please? Do a shout out for that. Awesome. Sweet.
1: I appreciate that a lot man and and uh yeah, we just made affiliate so everything's cool like we don't Hell have to worry yes. about anything anymore and then uh maybe we'll get to partner someday. I don't know, but I just Oh, love you will, you will. And man, this.
2: I I would we would absolutely 100% raid you after this one but i seriously have it booked <laughs> that i have to raid another channel i just did a thing with the other day so we would have done that but next time we see you on that's 100 percent happening
1: I, absolutely so everybody man.
2: follow everybody follow please it's, but it, it was a wonderful chat i had a freaking blast time flew awesome. we, it was that's always a great sign
1: well thank you brother i really appreciate it and uh yeah dude I, anytime you're welcome back anytime this has been really awesome. great and uh i appreciate it a lot so i'll let you go do your thing i've got another one here in about 20 minutes and just grinding man can, keep it up keep so, it up
2: thank you my friend you take thank care you. take thank care. you so much great to meet you
1: yep you too bye-bye bye-bye all right guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation with matt from trivium what an awesome dude i love conversations like that uh, i love staying connected with past guests like matt and i have done um trading ideas and stuff on gear and things like that he's just always uh, available to answer a question and as well as am i um But let's face it i have more questions about twitch to him than he does to me so uh i appreciate matt and and all he's done to help the show out Uh, i appreciate you guys coming back week after week i really really do um you know i love you guys very very much i really appreciate all you do for the show all the people you tell about it um all the people who post in the facebook group and all that all the people that subscribe to the premium service each and every one of you guys is really important to this show. And I think we've really built a great community um, around what we're doing. And a lot of people are catching on uh, late in the game, five years in, but better late than never because the best stuff's yet to come. I know we've done a lot of cool things, but I really have a good feeling about 2022 and what we have coming up. So thank you guys so much for building the show and supporting the show always. Um, and just keep sharing it. Share it with a friend, share it with family. If you're out at a family gathering this this Christmas here, uh, we're right in that time. Let them know what you're listening to. You know, turn them onto the show. They'll most likely check it out if you recommend it more so than I, if I recommend it. So uh, the word of mouth really helps. Anyways, I am going to get out of here. I got a few more shows to do uh, before this 12 days is done. And I want to make sure it is all done for you. And it goes according to plan. So I'm going to get out of here. But as always, we'll see you on the radio.
3: us.